Good evening, Tiger Nation. Welcome to season three of Tiger Talk. I, Coach, I, when we started this uh, three seasons ago, I did not think that it would take off and kind of be what it's been. And uh, it, has, it has been fantastic. And we're happy to have you with the September 1st edition of Tiger Talk. This is our weekly Hattiesburg Tigers Coaches Show live from Walk-Ons Bistro and Bar. We got our Walk-Ons mask on tonight. Yep. We're going to talk about masks and COVID and everything that goes along with that and high school athletics. We'll talk about all of that as we go forward tonight. But um, we're going to kick off a new season, Tiger football, in a much different fashion than normal. But it is going to be a season. We'll talk all about football during COVID-19 and, and much more. So uh, it's going to be fun. We're happy to have you with us here in the room, watching live on Facebook Live. Uh, streaming through Facebook Live or HattiesburgTigers.com. And just like every, every episode, every season, I'm joined with your Hattiesburg Tiger head football coach, Tony Vance. Coach, thanks for being with us once again. And we're excited to be here and uh, just thankful for the opportunity to be here and get ready to start another football season. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, this is a moment that, you know, John and I were talking about the other night when we were at the scrimmage. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit. But uh, it's a moment that we thought might not ever come. You know, it, it's, we didn't know if we were going to be able to play, and, and uh, we were able to, to kind of make it where we could. And it's just nice to have a little bit of normal. Yeah. You know, everything is still a little, a little weird and a little strange, but it's nice to just have a little bit of normal coming up. It is, you know, and like I said, just uh, for a long time, wasn't sure if we'd be able to have a season, but just thankful that we get the opportunity to play. So uh, we're just looking forward to it and just uh, not taking it for granted. Yeah, what a, what a the most out of every day. Absolutely. What a strange year it's been, too. I mean, 2020 has kind of become a meme yeah. uh, in itself. I mean, it's, it's you know, you just if something weird happens, you just blame 2020. Yeah. You know, and so but but what have Tiger athletics look like? Not necessarily football itself, but just you're, you're also the athletic coordinator for the Hattiesburg High School um, athletics and so what what have Tiger athletics looked like in general since the spring I mean what all have you guys kind of gone through yeah. since well, then it's definitely been different you know but I, I want to make sure I give kudos to our coaches and our, our athletes that have stayed the course they've been positive through it all you know obviously everything hadn't been great hadn't been perfect but uh, our student athletes have done a wonderful job adjusting and that's the biggest thing we as coaches try to stress and emphasize to them, you know, you've got to be able to adjust in life. Uh, you've got to be able to adjust in games. And, uh, you know, what better lesson to learn than having to adjust to this COVID-19 situation? You know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, it's not anything anybody wanted or wished for, but it's here. So we've got to learn to deal with it. And uh, so athletics certainly have looked different. Uh, you know, in the summer, I'm so used to probably three to 400 kids on campus throughout the day, you know, for various mm -hmm sports programs and uh you know this summer just kind of dead and bored up there you know no kids moving around and about so you know just in the office working and you know working on your plans for the fall and all those things so it was definitely different this summer uh but you know uh hopefully we'll get our students back in school next week and uh we'll get to another sense of normalcy and you know sense of routine for our players and i think that's a big part of every coach is for the kids to have a sense of normalcy and some routine and you know, stuff that they do on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, even going back, speaking of other sports, and we had to cancel the baseball season. They mm -hmm. had played just a few games. Yeah, and nine and one. Yeah, they were nine and one on a hot streak. I yep. mean, they were going to be very good. I talked to some of the coaches. They were going to be disappointed if they, they didn't win the district. I mean, yeah. that was going to be a very good team. And um, they lost that season. You look at college athletics. They lost yeah. baseball. Yeah. They lost the NCAA tournament. You know, there's just so much. And yeah. then 
you lost the, the, the summer workouts and you yeah. lost you lost spring football and yeah. so so much happened. Talk and about even some our of those. track teams, you yeah. know, both our boys and girls track teams were you know, we felt like on track time, yeah. <laughs> using the play on words there, but yeah. felt like we we're in really good shape to, you know, possibly bring home some more state championships in track. So, so I was gonna say track's yeah. always a big a big winner so, for the Hattiesburg Tigers. Yeah, our softball girls, you know, um, they only played three or four games. Uh, you know, our golf team didn't get to compete, uh, you know, so uh, just a lot of our spring sports, you know, just didn't happen. So uh, especially for those seniors, just heart goes out to those young men and women that didn't get an opportunity to finish their senior year mm-hmm. in the spring. So, But there was a lesson behind it, and I told our athletes this, you know, let's not take anything for granted moving forward. You know, let's take advantage of each and every opportunity that we get. Yeah, if there's one thing that this has done, it's it's made – Americans in general not take for granted the little things right. that they were able to do every day, you know, and, and even right now we're still still shut down, you know, halfway shut down yeah. as a country and, um, you know, and, we, and we're getting back to where we want to be, but it's it's a slow process. But talk about some of those hurdles um, as far as uh, football goes, some, yeah. of the, some of the hurdles that you had to deal with with not having spring football and not having um, – the summer workouts and not being able to get your eyes on these kids, you know, every day and, and that kind of thing where they're kids that come back out of shape where they're kids <laughs> that, you know, had to, had to get mentally into it again. And then I also want to know, was there ever talk of, you know, cause there were school districts, was there ever talk of canceling fall sports for Hattiesburg? Gotcha. You know, definitely was totally different for us this off season. Uh, we had so much momentum going into the spring break. We had made great strides in the weight room, felt like, Every last one of our players had improved and got a lot stronger in the weight room, and we were in great shape and, you know, just doing the things it took to be a really good football team this fall, and we had a lot of momentum going into the spring break, and we were certainly excited about what we were as a football program going into spring break. And, of course, we go on spring break and we never return. So, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, COVID hits and, you know, everything gets shut down, and so then it's just a matter of trying to reach out to your players and say, Make sure you're doing these things to stay in shape. And some of them were. And, you know, they're high school kids, and some of them weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just the reality of it. But uh, obviously not having a spring was huge for us and huge for everybody missing spring ball. You know, everybody's come accustomed to some form of spring football. Whether you play a game or not, you've become to, hey, that's giving yourself opportunity to see some kids in some different positions sometimes. And um, that's giving yourself opportunity to evaluate. And so, obviously, we didn't have opportunity to do either of those things. Uh, we didn't really have a chance to have tryouts mm-hmm. uh, for those young people that wasn't playing football. So, uh, you know, we lose all that and we roll into summer. And, you know, then the number one thing was safety. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we're doing, you know, decisions we made as the athletic department, as a school district, was in the name of safety. So, all those decisions, uh, we let safety guide our decision-making. I think that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So we didn't jump right back in right away. We wanted to make sure that we had the things in place we felt like we need to have in place to keep our student-athletes and our coaches safe. You know, and uh, the biggest thing that I have in mind is, you know, these young people are, you know, they, 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 they're resilient. They get over things a lot quicker, but they've got to go home to loved ones that, mm-hmm. you know, and most of our athletes are completely healthy as far as we know, you know, but – they have to go home to some loved ones sometimes that may have some underlying conditions. Mm-hmm. And you have to take those things into effect. And, again, let safety guide your decision-making. And I think our school district, our athletic department, you know, and I give kudos to our leadership, you know, and our superintendent, our board of trustees for, you know, making those decisions and allowing us to make the decision we felt like were in the name of safety and let those guidelines be put in place for the safety of our student-athletes and our coaches and their families and our families. 
And I know those decisions were not easy. No. You know, no. those and, and those conversations, because in my line of work, in, in, in pretty much everybody's line of work, you've had to have those tough conversations, yeah. and, and some of those conversations get heated and uh, because because there is no right answer. Right. There's no know. playbook. You know, right. There's, you know, no one's ever dealt with this type of – well, I say no one. Obviously, they had dealt with a pandemic back in the early mm-hmm. 1900s, but, you know, no one that, you know, I, I'm aware of that I could talk to and say, how did y'all handle this? Mm-hmm. You know, and so there's no perfect playbook. And I think for us, you know, for me as athletic director, it was being able to go home every night, look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you've made the right decision for kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, decisions we made wasn't just made because I thought, hey, let's do this. You know, I've got a son that's an athlete at Hattiesburg High School. I mean, Hattiesburg uh, School District. So mm-hmm. it was those thoughts and decisions were made with him in mind, not just, hey, let's do what's best for, you know, let's do this because of this. Let's do this because, you know, I think this is the best thing to do because I've got a kid in that boat. So I ain't making decisions for other people's kids I wouldn't make for my own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the big thing, like I said, it wasn't easy. Uh, obviously, we understood some decisions we made was going to put us behind eight balls, so to speak. But at the end of the day, you, talk, you weigh in a football game or, you know, an athletic or a sport against possibly someone's life. Mm-hmm. There's no decision really to be Absolutely. made. You make the right decision. And uh, that's what we feel like we did. And, uh, you know, we stand behind that and just think that was the right thing to do. Yeah, and, you, you know, you can't blame – like we said, there's no playbook, there's no right answer. You right. can't blame the districts that did cancel fall sports. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's just something that you guys decided not to do. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm glad you decided to play. And, you know, you asked the question earlier, was there ever – thought that we may cancel sports, you know, that conversation, to be honest with you, never happened, uh, mm-hmm. that we were going to cancel sports at Hattiesburg. It was going to be, if we get an opportunity to play, we are going to play, but we are going to make sure mm-hmm. that we had done things leading up to that, that we were done the right way to make sure that we were being as safe as we could be and using every protocol or procedure that was put out there for us to use to make sure that if given an opportunity to play football or basketball, baseball, or, you know, our fall sports, volleyball, and, you know, cross country and volleyball, you know, that we're going to be in shape to do that. And so mm-hmm. uh, really thankful again to our district for, the, you know, all the resources they've provided us to give us opportunity to be able to play sports. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough about our parents, you know, uh, you know our parents that trusted us mm-hmm. with the decision-making, in the decision-making process that we would do the right thing by their kid, and uh, I'm thankful for those parents, and, uh, you know, I don't take that lightly. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys have done a great job, you know, just my, my personal opinion. I think you guys have done a great job um, in, in being safe and, and safety and, and that kind of thing. Uh, one of our lights just quit on us. So uh, we're probably better off. The more in the dark we are, <laughs> Coach Vance, we probably everybody's probably better That's off it. anyway. But um, you guys have done a great job, and I think that you guys uh, have done a little more probably than some of these other areas to be to – be, you know, assured that you're, you're being safe. And you said all these decisions were made in the name of safety. And um, you guys have really done a lot. And I know that that makes things more difficult sometimes. But, you know, if you go back and look, like you said, mm-hmm. you've got a son there, you know. Yeah. And, and you know you want to be able to lay your head down on the pillow and, and know and, and rest easy that you did what was best for all these mamas and daddies uh, and their kids. And so, again, even if it puts you out a little bit to do a little extra, right. I think you guys have done that and, and that – that should make everybody in the district uh, feel at ease and, yeah. uh, and and proud of you guys for doing that kind of well, thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, let's talk about something positive. One of the things – well, I do want to say I see a lot of guys watching. I see Coach Mike Caldwell watching. He's he's uh, <laughs> one of my coaching buddies, baseball coaching buddies. I see J.J. Johnson watching. Mike's watching. Uh, Coach Longmire, Coach Tate. 
Coach Tate said go Tigers. Mario Williams said go Tigers. So if you're watching us on the live stream, I see there's a lot of folks on there. If you're watching us, give us a shout-out. Ask a question. We're going to ask Coach Vance questions later. Uh, he'll answer most of them. <laughs> and, uh, and so give us a shout-out. Let us know you're watching and, uh, and rooting for the Tigers and, and ready to, to get this football season going. But uh, we've talked about some of the hurdles. Let's talk about one good thing that happened in the offseason, Coach. The field looks a little different. <laughs> Definitely looks a lot different. Put down, put down some new turf, right? We did. We were fortunate, man, to be able to, you know, have new turf put in at D.I. Patrick, man, and it looks great. If you hadn't seen it, uh, you know, you need to take an opportunity to drive by there and look at it. Uh, it looks awesome, and, uh, you know, the turf company did it, did an outstanding job, and uh, contractors, and uh, we're definitely pleased with it, to say the least. And uh, it's a great plan surface. It's a fast surface, and, uh, you know, we're excited about it. How long has that been in the works? I know, uh, you know, about this time last year, you were showing me some some uh, potential options on what it should look like yeah. and end zone colors and that kind of thing, so some renditions, and um, I assume you got to make that call. And, yeah. Um, uh, and how know. long has that been in the works? <laughs> uh, a couple of years, you know, okay. uh, that turf, uh, the average life span of turf is eight to ten years, and, uh, you know, Hattiesburg is one of the first uh, schools in South Mississippi that have turf, so that turf was – I think put down in 07, mm -hmm. you know, so it's 12, 13 years old. So, uh, you know, 06, 07, I think. It was after Katrina, I think, maybe in 06. I'm not sure, 06, 07. But it was definitely time. It, it served its purpose. And uh, there was a lot of footsteps that had been made on that turf, you know, from football to soccer to, you know, peewee football, band, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just city leagues and, you know, dance teams and uh, – you know, so uh, obviously that's somewhere we practice every day. So mm -hmm. uh, that turf had a lot of mileage on it, and we got our money's worth out the old turf and looking forward to getting our money worth out of this new turf. But it does look good, and uh, I was excited about the opportunity to get a chance to kind of design it and, uh, you know, make it look like, you know, I felt like we needed to make it look. Mm -hmm. It looks very good. It, mm -hmm. it looks very good, and, uh, you know, it, it was much needed. And a lot of big yeah. games played on that <laughs> played on that old turf. So we're hoping we can get a lot of big games played on this one. Ain't no doubt. And uh, so, so tell me, you know, just the last thing on the turf, tell me what some of the benefits are to, you know, you see a lot of the areas around, yeah. a lot of teams around here have grass fields, yeah. um, you know, and you can go with different types of turf and mm -hmm. different turf companies. So tell me what some of the benefits are to the turf in general and then the turf that you guys have. Yeah, we feel like we can't, we went with the company. We feel like gave us the best option and the safest option, you know, uh, in, you know, field turf and they did an outstanding job, but. You know, I think one of the biggest things that we were able to add to our turf this year was the cool play technology. And uh, it's a green, you know, most people have been on fields. You come out with the black pebbles in your shoes mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the black rubber. But we were able to put the cool play technology down that uh, in the summertime keeps the turf anywhere from 25 to 35 degrees cooler. And we certainly were able to tell this summer and even now, you know, when we're on it, that it's so much cooler than the older turf. So that was one of the biggest things we were able to add to it was the cool play technology. Uh, you know, for the turf itself, just uh, making sure we had the right field height and turf height and all that stuff in there for safety reasons. And, uh, you know, we just feel like – and that was a that was a strenuous process, I'm being honest. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it depends on who you listen to. Uh, everybody's turf's the best. You yeah, know? oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you just got to kind of go out and do your own homework. And we walked on several fields and, you know, kind of looked at them and, you know, tried to do our homework best we could to feel like, go with what we felt like was this was going to be what we need to do for Hattiesburg. So it's not a deal where you just pick one out and go with nah, it. It's, it's <laughs> you did a lot, of, a lot of research, a lot of yes, work. And, yes. uh, to Traveled to out. a lot of different uh, schools and yeah. looked at their turf and talked to a lot of coaches and ADs around the state about their turf. And, uh, you know, so just uh, at the end of the day, 
Uh, that's what we settled with, and uh, we're, we're pleased with it. Well, it looks great, and you guys have been able to practice on it and play on it some, and um, and, and hopefully it holds up for a while, and yeah. we can, again, play some big games on there. Yeah, at least the rest of my career, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. We'll see, so. Coach. We'll see about that. Um, so, Tigers coming off a 4-7 and seven season, 3-4 and four in the region. Um, ended with a heartbreaking loss, 50-48 to, uh, to East Central that would have put us in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, was that a disappointing season for you? And, you know, what are some of the positives and negatives that you took out of last year? Well, definitely disappointing not to make postseason play. You know, it's not how you uh, start, it's how you finish. And I feel like going into the last few games of the year, we were a much better football yes, team. And yes. That's always our goal. Let's be better at the end of the year than we're at the beginning of the year. And that's one of the things that, as a head coach, that I want to be able to look back on film and, ah, it wasn't very good right there. But, hey, we got better as the season went. But uh, definitely disappointing not being able to be in the postseason. And uh, for me personally, that was the first time as a head coach I had been in the postseason. So it was a little bit different for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even back even back at Charleston yeah. and all that? Okay. Yeah. So, first uh, time. Yep. Uh, so in a 12-year head yeah. coaching career, it was the first time I hadn't been in the postseason. So it was disappointing for our seniors, you know, that didn't get an opportunity to – you know, because once you get in the playoffs, man, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got the same record. So, now we were just hoping to get in. And, you know, sometimes you just got to get in. Whether it's third, fourth, just get in. And, uh, you know, felt like we got on a hot streak. I think we ended up winning three of our last mm-hmm. four. And just uh, felt like we were really starting to peak at the right time and just got better as the season went. So, uh, definitely, you know, not to be able to get in the playoffs is disappointing. But, you know, like I said, to end it on a positive note, knowing that we got better as a football team and uh, – the other side of that coin is, hey, we lost some really good seniors, but we had a lot of underclassmen coming back that we were certainly excited about. You know, probably started at some point last year, four or five freshmen. Mm-hmm. You know, so we yep. were certainly excited about the opportunity to get those kids back on the field this year and still excited about that opportunity. So uh, those were some of the benefits of it, you know. But uh, not making the postseason, we were able to jump in the weight room right away, you know. So uh, when we got back to school at Monday, we was in the weight room. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a great weight room facility, so – we took full advantage of it, and our kids bought in. And, I mean, like I said, leading up in the spring break, we got a lot stronger, a lot bigger, a lot faster, and we really uh, had the momentum going the way we wanted it to go. Yeah, you're right. You did win. Uh, you had won three coming off a, a three-game winning streak going into that last yeah. game at East Central and uh, got behind in that game mm-hmm. and fought back and yeah. fought back. I mean, at one point it was like, okay, this game's over. And then all of a sudden you guys started fighting back and, and you got down. Yeah. Uh, you were down two with an opportunity, I think, at a two-point conversion maybe. I'm not positive mm-hmm. about that. But got, we're down two with an opportunity and just couldn't make it happen. But it was, it was a valiant effort there yeah. to try to get into I the playoffs. I think the biggest thing I say about our kids, they never quit. Mm-hmm. You know, they never quit. They never gave up. Uh, you know, we were 0-3. Uh, at one point, and, you know, those kids kept fighting. They kept coming to practice every day, and that's why I kept telling our coaches, I said, guys, they, they hadn't quit. They're coming every day. Mm-hmm. And I knew as long as they kept coming, we'd get better, and we did. So, you know, that's the thing that, you know, you try to make sure your fan base understand where you are as a program. Uh, you know, obviously everybody wants to win. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to win more than, you know, the coaches and the players. But, you know, uh, you have to have a sense of understanding where you are as a program, uh, where your team is, and uh, obviously we lost some really good players to – previous years yep. and uh so we were in a you know as much as i hate to say we were in a rebuilding stage and uh you know you like to be able to say hey, we're not rebuilding we're reloading but you know the truth of the matter we were rebuilding and uh we're still rebuilding you know mm-hmm. uh so we still got a bunch of young players you know but they got experience this mm-hmm. year and that's the difference and i think it's the difference between being young and being experienced so although we're gonna still have a good mixture of young players we've got some experienced players this year so uh, we're counting on that experience to pay off for. That leads me right into where I was going next. <laughs> All right. Your uh, 
You're 59. Is this your eighth season, going into your eighth season of football okay. at Hattiesburg? At I'm going to see if you're right. Somebody asked me this summer, so I had to actually – or one of my buddies actually sent me. He, he texted me one day. He said, man, you know your overall record. I said, I really don't have a clue. So, I'm going to check you right here. Well, I told one. it to you last year, and you said the same thing. You Let said, I didn't have out. any idea. Let's see. But going into your eighth season with the Tigers, right. you ready for it? I'm ready. I got you at uh, 59, 33, and 1. And let's see. He's got me at he's, – he's got me at 57, 33. No ties. So I got you. I, I like the 59. Yeah, better. that's better, right? <laughs> yeah. That means you get one this year, you got six. <laughs> yeah. I got you at 59, 33, and one, okay, gotcha. going into your eighth season with the Hattiesburg Tigers. And you've always said – this is where you kind of led me uh, to, and I was going there anyway, but you always said – you know, you wanted to build a program from junior high yeah. so that you don't have to rebuild. You yeah. just reload. Yeah. You expect to see some of that? And you already mentioned a little bit. You expect yeah. to see some of that this season? I do. You know, we've got a really good group coming over. Uh, obviously, you know, things hadn't been perfect with the COVID and, you know, mm -hmm. kids not being at school. So uh, our eighth grade class last year was a really good eighth grade class. And we're starting to get some of those guys at practice now, you know. So hoping to get that group going and, you know, build with that group. Uh, it's a good group. So, uh, you know, we're excited about our middle school program and uh, looking forward to continuing to build there. And uh, so when those guys do get to the high school level, they're ready to step in and contribute. And you mentioned this as well in my next point. I mean, you're, you're leading me right in. You're getting pretty good at this, Coach. <laughs> so your next point or my next point was going to be, you know, lost some, some key guys last mm -hmm. year, but you got the majority of this team coming back. Yeah, and you talked about that. And so you, you know these guys. You're familiar with these guys. Uh, you've been able to get them better. Like you said, you got right in the weight room when the season ended mm -hmm. last year. What are, you know, and you've answered this a little bit, but I, I want to see if there's anything else you want to say about it. How much does not having that spring and summer hurt you um, going into the football season I mean, with, the, with those guys? I mean, it definitely, and I don't want to see an act downplay it, but, you know, it's huge yeah. not being able to have spring. You know, it's definitely hurt us. You know, I'd be lying if I tell you it didn't affect us any. Uh, not having your normal summer. Mm -hmm. You know, it has affected us and will affect us until we get to where we need to be as a football team this year. You know, we're not where we need to be. One of the things I've always prided myself on was my team being in better shape than other people's team. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably not the case this year. You know, we just we've had to be slow in what we did and methodical and, you know, take our time with our players and not push them too hard because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we've got to take care of them, you know. Uh, and uh, that's important to me that we take care of our players and we're being safe with them. And uh, some of the things that traditionally we're able to do, we hadn't been able to do, mm -hmm. you know. So we've had to adjust. And, uh, you know, are we where I want to be right now? We're not. You know, yeah. I'll be the first to tell you that. We're not where I want to be condition-wise. We're not where I want to be as a football team going into week one. We're not. But I can guarantee you we'll be where we want to be in a few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you got to think most teams are probably in the same situation that yeah, you guys are yeah. in. You know, I think some people had – you know, you know, and again, no knock on anyone. Some people kind of had some different ideas about the way they ran their program. That's fine, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, for us, I was going to do what I felt like was best for Hattiesburg. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about the offense. We'll All talk right. about Laurel after the break. Okay. But I want to talk about the Tigers right now. All right. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the offense. You lost your leading leading rusher and leading receiver in Ryan Briscoe from last year, right? Briscoe was, was quite a bit of your offense mm -hmm. um, last season. No no question about that. What have you seen? We'll talk about specific specific groups, you know, position groups in just a minute. But what have you seen from the offense as a whole over the last few weeks 
uh, that stands out to you? Well, just still learning. You know, obviously we got a new offensive coordinator this year in Sheldon Gandy, and uh, thank the world of Coach Gandy, man, and he's doing a great job. But, uh, you know, so obviously we're still, you know, and I tell people all the time, it always takes offense a little bit longer than defense to get going, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, so, you know, won't anything change with that, you know, but uh, certainly think that, you know, we're going to be okay offensively. Uh, we got some new guys up there on the offensive line, uh, you know, got some new guys in the offensive backfield, got some new guys out at receiver. So not a lot of experience back on that side of the ball. You mm -hmm. know, I think Josh Jones is the only receiver we have coming back mm -hmm. to have any, you know, he started for us last year, and that's it out wide. You know, obviously in the backfield, uh, we'll have a brand-new backfield, you know, other than our quarterback, uh, Jordan Willis. Uh, you know, so offensive line, I think we got two starters back on the offensive line. So, you know, uh, not a lot of returning stars on that side of the ball. But, mm -hmm. you know, we got a group of guys over there that's going to get better each and every day and each and every week. Uh, you know, so Coach Gandy, you know, doing what he does. And, you know, Coach Gibbs been an offensive line coach, two new hires on the offensive side of the ball. I feel like we're going to be where we need to be in a few weeks here. So looking at that quarterback position, it's looking like Jordan Willis. Uh, yeah, we still got, you know, Jordan know, and Jermaine. And, and, and Jermaine and, Powell. Know, uh, obviously, Jordan started, if not all, majority of the games did. last year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and he's, you know, I guess if there's such a word in sports as incumbent. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> starter, so, you know. Yeah, um, so, so what I was going to ask is um, last season you talked about him as a guy that you can really see blossoming, mm -hmm. that you could see him kind of blossoming and coming out of his shell. And, and part of, you know, your knock on him last year a little bit was he was almost scared, too scared to make mistakes. Yeah. And uh, have you seen him come out of some of that? And, and what have you seen from him? Yeah, Jordan, you know, he's one of the guys in the offseason that just his body changed and, you know, it really you can see him start to mature and shoulders broaden. And, mm -hmm. you know, he, he has to carry a lot of weight on his shoulders, you know, being the quarterback. But, mm -hmm. uh you know, he's a guy that, that worked his behind off in the weight room to gain some muscle and gain some weight. And, you know, he's done a great job for us. And Jordan's always going to be one of those guys you can count on every single day, you know, to be there and work his behind off and, you know, lead by example more than verbally. You know, mm -hmm. he's, he's one of those guys that doesn't talk much at all, but he's going to lead by example, you know. So, um, you know, excited about Jordan. And then at, uh, at running back, you're going to have a DB come over and, and play a little running back for you, Jaquez Andrews. Yeah, and he actually got a lot of carries toward the end of the season last year. Mm -hmm. And we saw some things him we really liked and uh, just felt like we was going to make that switch full time going into this year. So, uh, excited about Jaquez. Yeah. Now, you got a young man named Brian. Is it Eshman or Eastman? Uh, Eastman. Eastman. Brian Eastman, Okay. Yeah. Got He's a young a man named Brian Eastman. Yep. Uh, what have you uh, seen out of him? He's a transfer. Yeah, he uh, actually kids from Hattiesburg have been here as a – a youngster, his uh, older cousin played for us back my first, second year here. So, really familiar with Brian, but obviously he's grown a lot since the last time mm -hmm. I've seen him. But, you know, physical guy, he's just a junior, but big running back, you know, and played some linebacker for us. So, he's a guy that you'll see on both sides of the ball. He's about, you know, six feet, 205. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we're excited about, you know, his potential. Yeah, so – Let's move on to the receivers. You mentioned Josh Jones. Yep. He's back. He's kind yep. of a known commodity there. Yep. But uh, just going off of what we saw in the scrimmage the other day, you got Matt Adams over there. You got Jamel Ford. You mm -hmm. got Sir George Jordan. What are we looking at right there? It's just well, a hodgepodge of guys. We do. We've got f probably three or four more guys going to be in that mix. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a few of them were baseball guys. But that's mm -hmm. the first time playing, you know, since ninth grade. But uh, tremendous athletes. Matt mm -hmm. Adams being one, Jamel Ford. Jack Jackson, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, Jack Jackson uh, was one. So, yep. You know, those three guys that were baseball guys that are out, and they're all going to contribute this year. You know, uh, Jeremiah Graves is going to be a senior. He's a guy that he saw some playing time last year. Uh, so, you know, you know, with a combination of those four or five guys, there's a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball 
in the secondary that we're going to play over there. So it will be a hodgepodge of guys over there. And eventually, I think one or two will start to, you know, separate themselves and, you know, become the go-to guys. I'll tell you what, uh, Coach Vance, that doesn't do a radio announcer any favors <laughs> when you're throwing guys out there just left yeah. and right, different guys, and we're trying to keep up on who's in the who's in the formation and who's not. Yeah. And we got guys out there that play baseball until this <laughs> year. And I was like, man, I don't know any of these kids. Yeah, it's still early on. Yeah, I tell them, you know, we're still searching for identity. You know, we hadn't played for two quarters of football mm -hmm. so far, so we're still searching to see exactly what our identity is going to be. And so, and that's why you play these games. I remind people all the time, you know, these are preseason games. You know, that's why you play them. Obviously, you want to win them all, you know. But they're rivalry games. They're great for fans. But for coaches, it gives us an opportunity to find our identity. This is who we're going to be. This is what we do well. This is what we're really good at. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what we do, don't do so well. So, let's do more of this, less of that, you mm -hmm. know. So, it gives us those opportunities to really evaluate guys early on and build some depth in some positions that we know we need depth in. And those are things you didn't get an opportunity to do in the spring that now you got to take fall count and do some of those important things that, you know, evaluate guys quickly. You know, you don't have the summer now. You know, after a spring, you know, I always tell people, they always ask me, how y'all think you're going to be? And I'm always able to say, I know more after the spring game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we don't get the opportunity this year. You know, we just got to go out and play this fall. So, but not making excuses. We're thankful for the opportunity to be able to play because some people not being able to play right now. You're so. right. You're absolutely yep. right. And you mentioned new offensive coordinator coming in, Shelton Gandy. He's yep. been around the block. He's no coached doubt. at a few places. And then I know you're always going to have your, uh, your input on the offensive scheme as well. Mm -hmm. What's that going to look like? Uh, we'll know more after Friday night. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so you, see, that's one of those questions I told you guys. He'll answer some of them, and he won't answer some uh, of them. So that's one of those questions he's not going to answer for me. No, nah, we're going to always be – we're not going to ever veer far from what we do. You know, we're going to be a team that we want to run the football, obviously. And we're going to use our athletes and try to put the ball in their hands. So yep. uh, you won't see something that, like, wow, what are they doing? You know, it won't be one of those. You're not going to run the wing tee or anything nah, like that? No, nah, huh? I, I don't know nothing about no wing tee. <laughs> But, you know, we're going to do what we feel like going to give us the opportunity to be successful and get first downs and up them to get the ball in the end zone. Gotcha. Let's move over to the defensive side. You got some key pieces coming back there as we well. Do. Defense is something that I assume you're probably going to hang your hat on this season a little bit. Got yeah. uh, Just to name some guys, Tomasio Robinson coming back. You got yeah. Chance Duckworth coming back. Yeah. Uh, Tobias Hinton. You got Jaquez Andrews, who mm -hmm. we talked about playing running back, probably yeah. going to play some defense for you as well. Um, you building that group around the linebackers, kind of, or, or around the D-line? What's, what's, the, what's the strong strong point of that group? Yeah, it, it would probably be our secondary. Secondary, you know, okay. we got three guys back in the secondary that started, and Walt Thompson uh, at safety, Chance Duckworth, and uh, Cam Norman. You know, those three mm -hmm. guys are back right now, uh, you know, in the secondary. Uh, Tomasio, obviously, being the anchor of our defense in the middle at linebacker. But, you know, we got those young guys up front, man. And, uh, you know, uh, Tomas I mean, not Tomasio, but uh, Tobias Hinton. That was a freshman starting probably, you know, seven, eight games last year as a freshman. Uh, Malik Jones, that was a freshman last year starting probably four or five games. Uh, you know, Big Cam Eccles, that mm -hmm. was just a sophomore last year, and uh, he's probably the strongest kid on our team. You know, so we got him back. Uh, Jalavian, uh, Jalavian, not Jalavian, Gatlin. Uh, I was calling him Gat. <laughs> I have a hard time calling his first name. but That's what you know. Chad does when, when Chad does the broadcast yeah. with me. Uh, he wants to Those call everybody names. by their nickname. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, you got to say so, their name. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Gatlin, he's the only senior up front mm -hmm. on the defensive line. But, you know, those guys, are, you know, they got a lot of experience in their belt last year. So, uh, those guys will be pretty solid for us, I think, and they'll get better as the year go. 
You talked about Jordan Willis being a leader on the offensive side. Have you got you got a, a somebody that stands out as a leader on that defensive side? You know, Chance Duckworth is probably the smallest guy on the team. Yeah. But, you know, he's a spark plug, man. He is, you know. But he's a guy that, you know, it won't take you long to figure out who's that guy. You know, mm-hmm. and he's going to be all over the field. And, you know, he's going to make sure everybody gets lined up and, you know, do those things. And, of course, with Tomasio Robinson being there is probably the the senior more you know senior mm-hmm. leader on our team he he's been he's played more snaps than any of them played know? since he was a ninth grader yes so mm-hmm. you know he's played more snaps than any of them he's so also changed his number every he season. has every year <laughs> did again this year yeah you know so uh you know but he's a guy that you know we count on to play multiple positions on defense you mm-hmm. know from linebacker to the defensive front so he's a guy that will move around a lot but uh you know those couple guys just kind of jump out at you, you know, you lose it on the defense side of the ball. I knew Chance was going to be – when I asked the question, I knew Chance was going to be one that you named because yeah. you've yeah. always talked about him being a spark yeah. plug and kind of being a leader. And, yep. and so I knew you were going to throw his name out there. One guy I do want to talk about that really impressed last year, and I said and, – and Jerome said and everybody said it, John said it, this kid grows into his body. He's going to be really good. He's going to be a force. That's mm-hmm. Tobias Hinton. Yeah. And uh, he was a freshman last year, kind of tall, lanky yeah. kid. Yeah. Put on some weight this year, and he's got two yeah. more years to put on more. He did. Um, but he was he was uh, he was a force last yeah. year as a freshman. He's a guy that probably went from about 185, you know, from November to March to probably about 205. You know, just you know, attacked the weight room. Uh, really built a lot of muscle, a lot of strength, and uh, he, he's athletic as they come, man. And uh, you know, he's got. A high ceiling. His coaches talk about ceiling, and uh, he's got a high ceiling, man. Mm-hmm. So uh, his potential for growth is tremendous. So we're excited about Tobias, man, and, you know, uh, things he's going to be able to do for us. You talked about some of the position groups that have stepped up. Tell me one position group that's going to have to step up, not that they haven't already, but that's going to have to be strong for you to be successful this year. Offensive line, you know, I tell anybody that, you know, your offensive line and defensive lines, those two groups, you know, I don't care how good you're out wide or in the backfield or on the back end, you know, those two groups, your, your, your offensive front and your defensive front, uh, game, games are won and lost in the trenches, man. So those two groups, they're going to have to play well for us all year, and uh, everybody else is going to play off them. Um, you mentioned uh, just coming close. We're coming up on a, on a break here in just a minute. But you mentioned um, a minute ago a couple of new coaches. Tell me about, about the new guys on your staff. you got several new coaches this year. Yeah, uh, you start with Coach Gann, the offense coordinator. You know, like I said, he's coached. He's probably got 25, probably 25 or 30 years coaching experience, you know. And uh, he's been offense coordinator at several colleges and coached college ball for a long time. Obviously, just more recently, the head coach over at Wayne County high school so we were definitely uh excited about bringing him aboard you know and uh he just brings a wealth of knowledge man and uh i told him when we was talking about you know bringing him on man i'm looking forward to learning from you Mm -hmm. you know just because uh, i'm always one of those guys i'm looking to learn from people you know i want to know what you know i'm trying to get better and uh, i tell people when it gets to the point where i don't want to work to get better i'll find something else to do Mm -hmm. you know so i've been able to gain a lot of knowledge from him and just uh i think everybody in our on our staff have both offensively and defensively so i'm excited about coach Gannon. he's just a great guy man he's a great guy he loves those kids and you know he wants to see them do right and do what's best for him and uh so excited about him Uh, on the other offense side about coach gibbs uh coach gibbs with me my a uh, couple of years here early on, uh, did an outstanding job. Uh, left and went to Meridian, was offensive coordinator there. It was at home central uh, last year. And, uh, no, he was able to bring him back and uh, coach the offensive line for us this year. So excited about them. 
uh, on the offense side of the ball. Uh, Coach Atkinson's first year with us. Uh, you know, he's coached for a few years before in the Delta. Uh, defensive line actually played, uh, you know, uh, defensive line at Mississippi Valley State. So okay. uh, he's a Delta guy, but, you know. Man, Who won't just hold a, that against him? No, man, just a bundle of energy, man, and brings a lot of excitement to that group, man. And, you know, so he really gets along with those kids, and uh, he can relate to them. So we're, we're excited about those three guys we were able to add to our staff this year. Absolutely. That sounds good. Last question right here before we go to break. What do you expect from Region 4-5A this year? You know, I hadn't thought a whole lot about Region 4-5A, <laughs> <laughs> just to be honest, uh, you know. But, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to have your guys every year that, you know, you know Picayune's going to be good. You know, Wayne County's going to be good. You know, Perry Central was a lot better last year. They're going to be pretty good. Gaucher mm -hmm. improving every year on the coach high. You know, Pascagoula dropping down from 6A to 5A. So, you know, a playoff team last year. So, uh, you got all those guys, and then, you know, you throw in the other teams that are in there that's, you know, just kind of like we, we missed the playoffs last year. And so everybody has an opportunity to be in the playoffs right now. And so everybody's working to get to the playoffs. And uh, so, but, uh, yeah, I hadn't really thought a whole lot about division play, just trying to get ready for these first non-conference games, man. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as the season goes, we'll kind of learn more and more about those teams. I want to mention a few of these folks that are watching. You got uh – you got Gia, Groom, Gia Kroom, you got Gia. Michelle Hub, Mikael Williams says Coach Vance is his guy. <laughs> Best guys. You got so many people that think you're a really good coach. I don't know if you got them fooled or if, or if that's <laughs> true or not. Coach Vance, let's go Coach Vance, mm -hmm. Latasha Myers. Um, Mario Williams, Eric Nelson says you're the best coach in Mississippi. That's Coach Nelson. <laughs> coach, what's up, man? That was my guy, man. So Jason Vance says you're a great coach. He got the same last name. That's so. my nephew, so yeah. he's supposed to say he's that, right? He's got to say that. <laughs> Tammy Borngo, Tigers. Lakeisha mm. Vance says fantastic. It's all these Vances that That's are saying niece, man. fantastic coach. Yeah. Uh, so. Matt Pedden wants to know where we're playing for the jug this year. It's in the – it's at D.I. Patrick, man. Glad you asked that. We're yeah. playing that at home this year. We're going to uh, we're going to talk about that after we take a break. We're going to take um, we're going to take about a two minute break right here. Get some walk ons ads in for you, and we'll tell you a little bit about walk ons. And uh, they've been a great sponsor for us. It's our second season doing the show here. We're going to take a two minute break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about this little brown jug game coming up this year. Welcome to Walk-On's Bistro and Bar, where every dish starts from scratch. Fresh ingredients bring our food to life. Mouth-watering cuisine, unique flavors, and we're always more than happy to share our southern charm and culture. A love of life, family, food, friends, fun, and celebrations. Walk-On's, it's game day with a taste of Louisiana. This, this is a walk-on athlete. They push harder and put their heart into the game. This is the passion we're built on. It's why we put our heart into creating game day with a taste of Louisiana. Walk-ons, we live for this. All right, guys, you know what time it is. We're going to have a good shift. Make some noise. Who are we? 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 One, two, three. One, two, three. Look for a walk-ons near you. And remember, everyone needs a little playing time. 
The first time I, I ever walked into a walk-ons, I looked around and I said, if I were ever to create my own sports bar, it would be just like this. The greatest thing you can do in life is be a part of a team. And that is certainly what we've tried to build here at Walk-Ons. I mean, it's the way that we start our day, it's the way that we end our day, and everything in between. Walk-Ons on three! One, two, three! Walk-Ons! Walk-Ons, because everyone needs a little playing time. All right, we're back here at Walk-Ons Bistro and Bar, our great sponsor for Tiger Talk. This is our first episode of Season 3, Tiger Talk here with Coach Vance. Coach Vance, one of the, I want to I highlight one, uh, one dish here at Walk-Ons, and we try to do that every week, but okay. it's one that I know that you love, and actually you got me hooked on, <laughs> is that blackjack chicken sandwich. Oh, man, I love that blackjack chicken sandwich. I had one a couple of weeks ago. I was out here like, man, and, and I'm telling you, my – Easily become one of my favorite appetizers, the fried pickles. Yes, yes. Oh, man, they're I'm going to have some of those tonight. A southern staple. Yes, they're good. <laughs> yeah, that blackjack chicken sandwich with, uh, with the waffle fries and, and John Arinder, our, our tech guy over here, our media guy, our everything guy, he loves, he loves those waffle fries. <laughs> but, uh, yep. yeah, so I, wanna, I, I just want to give a little shout-out to the blackjack chicken sandwich because Thanks. it's fantastic. If you come yep. to walk-ons, uh, definitely try that. There's plenty of other stuff, but yeah. but you got to try that one. It's I really hadn't good. had anything bad yet. No. It's all good. <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't either. Uh, Anthony Omar asked, will the games be at 25% capacity this year? Stick with us, Anthony, because we are going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to get to that here in just a few minutes. But first, I want to talk about the game that's coming up this week, Coach. The 99th edition of the Little Brown Jug Rivalry. It started in 1922. Laurel leads 48-45-5. Um, we had won five in a row till we dropped last season's meeting, 35-19. The longest-running consecutively played rivalry in the state. They played it uh, during the day. I know we talk about this every year. Yeah. But one of the, one of the, the highlights that, that sticks out in this rivalry is during Katrina, or right after Hurricane Katrina, there was no power in the Laurel area. Uh, they played that game during the day mm -hmm. between the bricks yep. because there was no power just to keep this rivalry going. And the reason that's even more significant this year is because this year will be another one of those years that people talk about down the yeah. road and uh, as, as a strange year where the game was still played. Talk about how you and, and head coach Ryan Ernest now, new yeah. head coach Ryan Ernest there for Laurel High School, uh, made that happen. It's, it's important to keep yeah. this thing going. Yeah. How about yeah. how y'all make that, that happen? That was one of the things that when we kind of got win that, you know, M MHSA had came up with two or three different options. They were going to meet and vote on which one they were going to go with. Uh, one of them included, you know, canceling the first two games and uh, moving the season back two weeks. Uh, you know, it was one of the options. And uh, so as soon as I heard that, one of the first things I did, I jumped on the phone and said, hey, coach, we got to figure out a way to play the jug game, mm -hmm. you know. So we started talking about some ideas of who we had on the schedule and, you know, who they had on the schedule and, you know, just didn't know at the time when we started this conversation. But we were trying to be proactive. Mm -hmm. uh, both he and I were trying to figure out a way to play this game. So uh, when they did make it official that, hey, we're going to cancel the first two games and you're going to start week three, basically, uh, that worked out well for us because that was our bye week. Mm -hmm. uh, for them, they had Wayne County on the uh, schedule and, you know, kudos to Wayne County administration and head coach uh, Gand over there that agreed to move that game to later in uh, the season where they had both had another open week so we could get this game in. So that was a top priority for us to make sure that we were able to 
to continue to play this game, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was huge for us. Uh, you know, Dr. Williams, our superintendent, he called and said, Coach, we, we got to try to play the jug game, you know, if we're able to play. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, if we have to play seven on seven or Madden, <laughs> we need to play the jug game. So that was definitely a top priority for uh, both schools, I think, and, you know, make sure we got this game in. It is. It's super important. And, and for it to not have really any um, playoff, you know, uh, ties or, or, or repercussions, it, it could potentially – possibly be one of the most important games in yeah. the state i mean it just just for people looking for normal mm -hmm. people looking for something to cling to yeah. during this time um that little brown jug game you, you couldn't end it after 98 no after 98 no. games i didn't want to be the head coach that did that. that's true you don't want to be that guy either you don't want to be that guy and i guarantee you ryan Ernest didn't want to be that guy in his no. first uh in his first uh season as yeah. the as the head coach there at laurel i see jerome over here uh, Jerome Brown, my, my radio partner, our play-by-play -play guy on the radio, said, let's never forget how Hattiesburg-Laurel rivalry involved the Rowan Tigers and the Oak Park Dragons <laughs> even before it was Laurel and, uh, and Hattiesburg. Yeah. It was, it was uh, Rowan here in Hattiesburg and Oak Park there in, uh, in Laurel. So it goes back even further than that. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, again, just a great rivalry in the state and one that couldn't end right yeah. now, and, and you didn't want your name on there as the guy. No, that, we were going to be able to play football this year. We, we were going <laughs> to find a way to play that game. You and, know? and you made it happen yeah. quickly. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, the news came out, hey, we're losing these first two games, going to start the season later uh, later in the year. And then, I mean, it was a day, maybe two days, yeah. and it came out, and you guys had, had made that happen. And uh, so a lot of kudos to you guys for, for doing that. That's, that's fantastic, and we couldn't lose this game. Thanks. Um, why is it? Again, you talked about why we had to change it, but why is the game, and we talk about this every year, and, and we'll always talk about this every year, um, but why is the game so important that, that it's played and what, what makes it so important to the cities, the two cities? Well, I think just the history of it. You know, I think, you know, everybody's ever been a part of this rivalry, you know, whether they played in it, whether they were cheerleaders in band or teachers or administrators, you know, they go back and they talk about this game. You know, and it doesn't take long to get to talking to people from Hattiesburg or people from Law or Law, as they say up there, to figure mm -hmm. out <laughs> to figure out how important this game is. You know, again, Coach Breland called. He's the first coach in the area when I took this job to call me and say, hey, we're going to play in a little jug, brown jug game. And, you know, I didn't know much about the jug game, just being honest. And, uh, you know, it didn't take me long to figure out mm -hmm. after they put a pretty good whooping on that first That's year. That's right. That, uh, okay. It's a little more important. Yeah, man. It, you know, we can't – we got to be better than that. So, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it's just – it's important to both cities, both communities, man. And uh, you have people that, you know, they, they see the jug and they go back to what is 1940-some or, you know, 1950-some. That's the year we played. Everybody remembers their senior year and the score of that game that, you know, played in that game. So, it's important for both cities, both communities, both school districts, and uh, both football programs. Yeah, you brought the, you brought the jug up to, to one of our shows um, year before last or maybe mm -hmm. last year, and my dad did the same thing. You yeah. know, my dad's a Laurel High School graduate, <laughs> and uh, he went on there and he looked at, at his years while yeah, he was there. Yeah, and that I mean, I get a kick out of that, watching yeah. people go find the year they played, and there it is right there. That's the yep. score right there, you know. And, uh, you know, we've been fortunate enough to just be a part of it for the last seven years and looking forward to being part of it for year eight. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just uh, – it's important to me. It's important to our players and, you know, our entire school district. So, Ryan, we mentioned Ryan Ernest, the new head coach there at Laurel. He played played football at Laurel. Yeah. He's kind of been around since then. You know, I'm from Laurel, Laurel, as you said, Laurel. <laughs> That's how we say it. Um, but, you know, I, I watched Ryan Ernest play. Yeah. You know, I was probably in middle school maybe, but I, I watched Ryan Ernest play 
football there, and he was very good. Yeah. And uh, now he's the head coach. What do you know about Ryan? Do you have a relationship with Ryan? Yeah, man, I've been knowing Ryan for a while now. You know, uh, we, when he was head coach at Collins, we actually played him, I think, his last year there. We played him down at Laurel's great game, and, uh, you know, uh, so really got to know him over the years. Uh, we were fortunate to coach in the Miss Al game together uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were roommates, and, uh, you know, I ain't going to tell our <laughs> – but we had a good time. Don't get him over, in trouble now. <laughs> over in Montgomery, man. And, uh, yeah, so uh, – but uh, but he's a really good guy, man, and a great football coach, uh, just a uh, ball of energy. Uh, you know, he's always moving, and uh, he always has his teams ready to play, and – you know, if you've seen Coach Ernest's teams play, they're going to throw it around and uh, they're going to be fast-paced and uh, they're going to be exciting to watch. So, uh, definitely have a ton of respect for Coach Ernest and, you know, what he's been able to do as a head football coach. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll be able to do those, continue those same things at Laura, you know. And I hope he wins every time he goes out there except for when they play us. So. Except for when they play yeah, us. So. Laurel's coming off a 10-3 and three season last year. Got put out in the second round of the playoffs by Picayune. Uh, good team last year. Uh, expected to be a contender again yeah. this year in their region. Um, they returned pretty much everybody. Yeah, they, I got, mean, <laughs> they got everybody coming back, namely Xavier Evans. Yeah, Xavier Evans was kid. yeah. Xavier yeah. Evans was their leading passer. It looks seems like he's been playing there for ten it years. It does. I think he started as a freshman for him, so <laughs> he's been around. He was their their leading passer and leading rusher last year with fifteen hundred yards in each category, mm. over fifteen hundred yards in each category. Uh, this year, I think, going to move to running back strictly. Yeah. Uh, they got a, they got their quarterback back. I think he was injured last year. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about Xavier a little bit, though. Just a great kid, man. I'm going to tell you, obviously, he's a great football player and a great competitor. But one of the things that I always remember about this kid, we went to watch them play Poplarville last year. And uh, on the play, I can't remember if it was a turnover on the play or whatever it was. I don't even remember the play. Mm-hmm. But I remember after the play was over, one of his teammates were hurt. And Xavier's not a tall kid, not a big kid at all. Mm-hmm. Now, he's ripped up and muscular. He's probably 200 pounds of number muscle. Mm-hmm. But he physically picked up one of his teammates. I won't say it was one of the linemen. And toted that kid off the field that had gotten hurt, you know, and just got into the sideline. And that just jumped out to me. And I, I remember telling Coach Vreeland just, you know, how that just stood out to me, what type of kid he was. And Coach just couldn't talk enough about his character and how much he loved his teammates and, you know, it shows, and, uh, you know, the, I'll never forget that about him. But, obviously, he's a great football player, man, and he's the guy that makes him go, you know. But, uh, obviously, got some other weapons out there, too. You know, he's got uh, the wide out, that's a dandy dozen, and, you know, great football player in his own right. And they got some other guys on that side of the ball that, you know, if you talk about Laura, you'll be all day talking about mm-hmm. the athletes, man, because they're going to always have them each and every year. Uh, they'll probably be the most athletic team we play all year. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to probably be one of the fastest teams. We play all year, and we know that every year and when we play them. But that's why you play those type games. Mm-hmm. Your kids have got to learn to match that intensity. They've got to learn to play at that level. So, uh, obviously, we're going to be better for having played that job game. Uh, how do you defend that offense? How do you defend them? I, I think you just try to, you know, I, I want to say eliminate the big plays mm-hmm. and uh, just try to make them earn everything to get and not give them anything cheap. And, uh, you know, they've got good enough players to make plays and they don't need our help, so we got to do everything <laughs> we can to slow them down and, uh, you know, just try to make sure that uh, we're not giving up big plays in the run game, and that's hard to do with Xavier running it and yeah. uh, not giving up big plays in the passing game. That's hard to do with uh, the D1 Danny Dozen receiver they have, number 11. Yep. I can't call his name right now, but I remember his number. He's also an awesome kid. But, you know, so they've got some weapons, man, on offense side of the ball. And defensively, you know, they're always going to fly to the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it may not be the biggest bunch, but – 
I'm going to tell you, they're going to be one of the fastest bunches, and they're going to play hard, and uh, you're going to know you've been on dogfight when you get through playing them. Yeah, and, and I was going to ask you, and you mentioned it earlier, you're not going to tell me about the scheme till, we'll, till we see it on Friday, but uh, how you plan to move the ball against the defense? Well, we're going to be who we are, man. You know, I mean, we're going to line up and, you know, do what we do. I mean, it's just, you know, who we are. Uh, you know, it's, it's our first game of the season. You know, uh, are we going to look great on offense? No. I mean, are we going to look great on defense? No. I mean, we're not there yet, mm -hmm. you know, but – uh, you know, it's our job to try to get first downs and move the ball. So, uh, you know, we're going to get better as the year goes, and uh, we got to try to be who we are and not try to be someone we ain't and uh, just get better at what we're doing every day, you know, every week. And I think that's the key to it, you know, is not try to press and be somebody you're not. Mm -hmm. You know, just be yourself, and uh, you're going to get better doing those things, you know. It's not about running 150 plays. It's about executing the ones you run. That game's going to be this Friday night, 7 o'clock at D.I. Patrick Stadium. And, and I'm so used to saying, y'all come out, everybody come out, <laughs> everybody get there. This year it's going to be a little different. Yeah, definitely. Um, talk about, one, how to purchase tickets, who can purchase tickets, that kind of thing. And then also uh, just some of the rules for the people who do come. Gotcha. And, you know, that's the thing. I've, I've probably had a lot of phone calls, you know, more today than I had all last week. But, uh, you know, our fan attendance is going to be limited. We have a – two ticket per participant policy and what that basically means is uh the athletes that are participating you know our football players our cheerleaders uh you know our band's not performing right now so they're not participating but so basically for us it's our football team and our cheerleaders and our rotc color guard mm -hmm. those are the ones that are able to purchase tickets uh, and so what we do we're, we, we they purchase tickets on mondays and tuesdays uh, those athletes have to purchase the tickets. So I don't, you know, I don't necessarily know everybody's parent. You mm -hmm. know, I don't necessarily know who they want to have the tickets. So we sell the tickets to the athletes, and they get two each. And uh, those athletes are able to give those two tickets to whoever they want to invite to the football game, or to be mom, dad, or brother, sister, or whoever. So uh, that's our policy. Uh, you know, I know the governor did change the policy uh, Monday, I think it was, to 25% capacity. Uh, we're not going to move to 25% capacity. You know, uh, for us, our number one goal is safety mm -hmm. and trying to make sure that we can safely social distance people in the stands, you know. Uh, and that's a hard job. It mm -hmm. is. It's hard to so, uh, safely social distance, you know, a big crowd. We normally have anywhere from seven to 8,000 people at the jug game, you know, whether it's in Hattiesburg or Laurel, you mm -hmm. know. But uh, this year, uh, we want them to watch the game, and we're going to offer some live streaming. You know, I'm sure John probably yep. – uh, able to get that out to people. But, you know, the only ones that be able to attend the game in person are the ones that uh, get the two tickets from the two participants, which would be our football players and our cheerleaders. So uh, maybe a great opportunity to get to know some football players that, you know, <laughs> don't have anybody coming to the game. But uh, I'm sorry for the p folks that normally come that won't be able to attend in person. But you are, will be able to watch it on live stream at HattiesburgTigers.com. And I think, John, is it uh, just Hattiesburg? Is NFHS and HattiesburgTigers.com? So, you know, uh, whichever platform you choose to watch it on. So, uh, but, you know, we're, we're sorry to inconvenience, but at the end of the day, we're just fortunate to be able to play football, and we got to do everything that we feel like we can do to keep our players safe, our fans safe, and, uh, you know, our coaches and everybody that's, you know, our essential employees that have to be at the games. Uh, you know, I know last week it wasn't a big crowd, but I was able to look up in the stands, and I felt comfortable knowing that the people that were there had room to social distance. 
Yeah, so, and I, I was yeah. actually impressed with the number of people that yeah. came out. Um, so. I, I thought, again, it, it's not going to look the same no, because there's going to be space. Yep. But, but I was impressed for a scrimmage game on a day that it had been raining all day, yeah. and that kind of thing. I, I was impressed with the fans that came out on yeah. both sides. Pedal, yeah. pedal brought quite a few as well. And uh, so I was impressed with that. You do have um, – you have the stickers on the yeah. seats, you know, sit here, sit here. Families can sit together. Correct. Families sit together. And, uh, you know, we have – so basically at our stadium, when you come to Hattiesburg, you'll see stickers that say, do not sit here on benches. And uh, basically what we've done is skip a row in between. So uh, every other row will have do not sit here. And so we're asking no one sits on that row. So there's a row skip between every seat. So, uh, you know, that can help with social distancing. Uh, you know, another thing just to keep in mind that, you know, uh, if you choose to, you know, you've got two tickets, you know, mm -hmm. everybody that enters has to have a ticket regardless of age. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the things I've been asked. Yeah, well, can I bring, you know, my two-year-old? You can bring your two-year-old, but your two-year-old has to have a ticket. And each participant only gets two tickets. So uh, I know it's tough, but, you know, again, all that's done in the name of safety and trying to make sure we keep everybody that's there safe and just give them an opportunity to have a great game experience and again i want people to make sure they understand that we're fortunate that we're able to play football and uh so we're not going to complain that you know hey we ain't got a full crowd up there mm -hmm. cheering for us that's yep. just part of it uh we're able to play so we have to kind of create our own excitement our own energy and uh just feed off each other as, as football players and you know depend on our cheerleaders to keep us going and uh the fans that are able to attend uh you know and i know it's going to be a minimum you know so basically uh, law, you know, what we do and just kind of explain what we do to visit for visiting teams. Uh, so basically we'll count the number of participants for each visiting team and they'll get that many tickets. So, you know, for law this week it was about, I think, right at 99 or 100. So uh, they've got 200 tickets, you know, who they choose to, how they choose to sell their tickets, that'll be up to law, you know. But uh, we won't be selling tickets to the general public. Uh, ticket booths won't be open. Uh, so it won't be anywhere to purchase a ticket on game day. Uh, Where do know. the uh, the visiting the visiting uh, parents purchase their tickets? They, they purchase go at their school. At their school, okay. so they'll purchase those tickets from Laurel High School. Uh, but uh, so ticket booths won't be open. Won't be selling tickets to the general public. Uh, again, anyone that comes, regardless of age, must have a ticket. Mm -hmm. um, what about you masks? Know, masks are required. You won't be allowed entry unless you have on mask. We have to have a safety officer. Uh, with our MHSA guidelines. We have to have a safety officer at the game, and their responsibility is to make sure people are social distancing, to make sure people are wearing their mask and, uh, you know, following social distancing guidelines. And so they have to keep the mask on the entire game. have to keep the mask on. Obviously, if they're eating or drinking something, you mm -hmm. know. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have to keep the mask on. We've got those social distancing signs at the concession stands. Uh, you know, we've got the window cleans in the restroom, just reminding people to wash their hands and uh, stay mm -hmm. safe. So, you know, that's the big thing. Try to keep everybody six feet apart. And, uh, you know, Mike does a great job of, uh, you know, making those announcements as regular as possible. Mike Peterson, our PA <laughs> announcer, he's here tonight, yeah. too. He's over here so with us. Just making sure people continue to social distance, wear your mask, and uh, do the things to make sure we're able to continue to play football. You know, and uh, that's our job. Uh, you know, I know it's not what everybody wants to hear, but I just certainly hope everyone understands why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, it's in the name of safety and trying to make sure – that our student athletes, our coaches, our fans are able to attend, our workers that have to be there can stay safe also. I know we're going a little long tonight, but there's a lot of information that we're trying to get out, yeah. and I'm trying to ask the questions that, that I know you're going to be asked. Uh, concession stands? Concession stands will be open. It's limited, uh, you know, with a limited menu. You know, basically what we have at our concession stands are, are drinks, chips, and uh, candy. 
Uh, that's what we're doing. We're not cooking at our concession stands. Uh, again, just trying to do everything we know to do to keep people safe. So, uh, you know, people that are working the games have to be screened prior to, you know, working the games, uh, concession workers, our sideline guys, our, you know, officers. So we're doing – we're following all those guidelines, doing everything we know to do again to keep everyone safe that's being there. So, uh, you know, it's a process. But, again, is it worth it? Yes, because we get the opportunity to play football on Friday night. And so many people around the state, they're not, they don't have the opportunity to play. You and, know? and just so people know, most of these regulations are coming from MHSAA. Yeah. This, these are not things yeah. that, that Hattiesburg High or Coach Vance or any of these guys are doing intentionally. These are regulations that are coming from MHSAA, and all the schools that you go to should be doing the same things are very similar. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is not something that's just at Hattiesburg High. Unfortunately, it is something that they're having to do. But, uh, you know, Things can change, I assume. If, if things change down the road, we can adapt. Yeah, we'll definitely adapt, and we'll, we'll make that policy known. And, uh, again, if you want to view this whole policy, uh, you can find it on our website, uh, uh, PublicSchoolDistrict.com. Just click on the athletics tab, and uh, our entire uh, attendance policy is there. So you're able to read it not just for football on Friday nights, but middle school football and volleyball as well. So uh, that's the policy we've adopted at Hasbro Public School District. Again, it was adopted. Uh, with safety being the thought process. Uh, this is what we feel like we can do at Hattiesburg to keep everyone safe. Did we miss anything, Coach, on your uh, – you had a couple of notes written uh, down just, there? Uh, that was the biggest thing. Just I uh, want to remind everybody about other fall sports that are going on. You know, volleyball, they're in action now over at Pedal. Uh, you know, uh, middle school played, I think, yesterday at Oak Grove. Uh, so volleyball season's going on, and our attendance policy is the same. It's two per participant. Uh, for volleyball, uh, cross country's got their first meet coming up Thursday, if I, I'm not mistaken, at George County. So uh, uh, that'll be the first meet. Uh, swim uh, still hadn't kicked off swim season yet, although we're in swim season. That's something that we're still trying to figure out, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and uh, obviously, you know, everybody's you know pretty much knows about football right now. What are we're we doing for football? Are we doing JV or junior high football this year? We are doing junior high and JV football this year, and uh, basically the attendance policy for those will be the same. Same same ticket purchasing process and that kind of thing. With the with the volleyball and middle school football, the, basically what we do is put a roster of all our players at the gate, mm -hmm. and uh, so the parent can come and say, "Hey, I'm Tony Vance's dad. I mm -hmm. need to purchase his a ticket for Tony Vance, okay. and can purchase that ticket at the gate." Uh, so we'll scratch that name off. Say, so if somebody else shows up, say, "I'm trying to purchase Tony Vance ticket." Hey, someone already purchased Tony Vance ticket. Okay. And we're just asking people to be honest. You know, I mean, and you know, you're going. Hope that people, you know, are honest about who they are and who they're there to represent and hope that the athletes invited them to the game. Charles Kelly wants to know, are you checking temps at the gate? No, we're not checking temps at the gate. We're all asking people, if you're sick, stay home. You know, uh, let's do our part to protect everyone, keep everyone safe. Uh, you know, the people's, only people's temperatures are being taken are the ones that are working the games. So. Yeah, okay. Anybody else have any questions on that? you got a couple more minutes. John has also pinned um, – the link to sign up for HattiesburgTigers.com to be able to watch the live stream. That's where I was going next. If you want to watch these games, so so the the not having ticket sales, not having that kind of thing affects the revenue that goes into football. And I talked about it on the scrimmage stream the other night. A lot of times people think, well, they're still going to play football, that kind of thing, if they don't have money. But what happens if you don't have football bringing in money, some of the other sports yeah. get lost. Okay, Some of the other sports don't get to play. And you, we don't want that. We want all of the Hattiesburg High School, Hattiesburg Athletics uh, sports teams to be able to play their season, spring sports, fall sports, winter sports. We want them all to be able to play. So what we've done is we've set up 
HattiesburgTigers.com uh, through, through John Arnder's um, website there that supports Hattiesburg High. We've got three plans where you can watch, you can live stream the games. Now, I do want to let you know, you can always listen for free. We're going to be on the radio, 92.7 the score, just like we always are. That's free. You can listen for free um, and enjoy that. But if you want to watch the games, you want to see live, you want to see that new turf, uh, this includes away games as well, road games. Uh, there are three plans. You can go to HattiesburgTigers.com forward slash plans. John linked it in the, uh, in the comments down below the video here. But the three plan options are a single game, $6.99. So you can, watch a sing you can watch a single game live for less than you pay for a ticket. Um, single game, $6.99 per game. You can get a month pass for $24.99. You can get a season pass for $69.99. That's a one-time payment, $69.99. Um, we had quite a few folks watch uh, the scrimmage the other night, even had one watch from Kuwait. <laughs> so if you're a service member watching from Kuwait, let us know who you are. Look me up on, uh, on Twitter. Let me know who you are. I want to give you a shout-out. We appreciate everything you're doing. And uh, if, if that's a service member watching in Kuwait, please, please get in touch with us. Let us know who you are. Uh, but we appreciate everybody that watched, and uh, we plan to have way more watching next week. But that's how you can do that, HattiesburgTigers.com forward slash plans. There are three plans there. That money's going back to Hattiesburg Athletics. That, that money's going right back to them. John's not putting it in his pocket. I'm not putting it in my pocket. Coach Vance might put some in his pocket. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I definitely can't, not. <laughs> but I can't, I can't control that. But, uh, no, that money's going back into allowing these other sports to be able to play their seasons. Uh, the swimming, the volleyball, I mean, these, these sports that we talked about, um, it allows them golf, you know. Yep. You don't have any spectators at golf, but they do still have to have money to play. That's so right. that, that allows them to be able to do that. So I do want to encourage you to, to, to tune in, watch, listen. Um, John's got it set up really well to where we should be able to hold. We, ran, we did a test run at the scrimmage. I think everything went pretty smoothly. So uh, we expect everything to go well with that. Coach, is the, is the Tiger store open? No, uh, you know, again, just with the uncertainty of knowing whether or not we was going to be able to play sports this year. Gotcha. Uh, just, you know, didn't want to have uh, revenue tied up in, the, you know, apparel. So, uh, you know, we were able to sell some masks. Mm -hmm. uh, we ordered some masks. We've sold out. We do plan on reordering masks. So if you didn't get your Hattiesburg Tiger mask, uh, we're going to reorder some of those. Uh, they're about three weeks shipment time. So we'll get some more of those in for people to purchase. Uh, you know, and hopefully, you know, eventually we can get some merchandise in also. But as yep. right now, it's not open. So um, that's kind of where we are with the merchandise. Uh, just, you know, again, they want to have revenue tied up into something that, you know, people yep. weren't going to purchase. So, uh, you know, as we go, we'll look to purchase some apparel. Like I said, that. we can adapt. Yeah. We, we can yeah. adapt to these things. If, if nothing else, 2020 has taught us how to adapt. No doubt. Um, no. Tell me about Booster Club. They got Booster Club applications yeah, right Booster now? Yeah, Booster Club memberships, $25 this year. Uh, you know, you're able to join and uh, represent whatever sport of your choice. You know, if you want to join the Booster Club, say, I want my membership to support uh, golf, it certainly can go support golf. Uh, if you want to sign up, and you can do that online. You know, uh, you can sign up online, or you can stop by the Tiger Center and pick up an application to join the Booster Club. So definitely inviting people to join the Booster Club. Uh, we got a Booster Club meeting coming up next Monday. Uh, you know, so we're doing it virtually. If you're interested in attending virtually, just get in touch with myself or Myron Lott or any Booster Club member, and uh, we'll be having officer elections coming up. You know, we've got several officers. Uh, we've got elect positions, uh, president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. So if anyone that's listening is interested in joining the Booster Club, becoming a uh, officer in the Booster Club, uh, get in touch with myself. Uh, you can send me a message on Facebook right here, uh, you know, and I'll make sure that 
you're able to access the link so you can join the Booster Club. We're doing it virtually this year. Uh, so it's one of the things I think COVID-19 has taught us yes. how to adapt and do things virtually. So uh, we're doing that this year. But one thing I did want to mention, man, uh, because school was out, we didn't get a chance to celebrate this, but for the second year in a row, for the th uh, third time in four years, all 24 of our sports at Hattiesburg High School have been scholar-athlete teams. And uh, I want to give our coaches and our student-athletes and our parents a, a great big hand because that's awesome, uh, you know. So they're not just getting it done. Uh, on the field, the courts, you know, they're getting it done in the classroom. So, uh, definitely want to give a shout out to all our student athletes, all our teachers, our coaches, and our parents uh, for making that possible. So, thank you so much. And uh, we want to definitely celebrate those accomplishments uh, in the classroom as well. I've heard you say many times these kids aren't going to play sports forever. Nah, it's going to end. I don't care how good they are, eventually it's going to end. And uh, they've got to have something else to do. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's fantastic that they're able to do that. Um, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank John Arinder, uh for putting all this together for, for another season. I want to thank Coach Vance for being willing to come and do this with us. Not a whole lot of coaches in the state that are willing to do this every Tuesday night. I mean, you leave straight from practice to come here. Yeah. And, um, we, I try we, to shower first, though. Well, most of the time. <laughs> I don't ever tell you guys when he does not when he does, but most of the time he does. Uh, I want to thank you guys, the players, for, for putting in the work that they do, our sponsors. I want to thank Walk-Ons. Walk-Ons has been great to us. Um, they're, they're awesome. We really appreciate them. They jumped right on board yeah. uh, when, we, when we were getting ready to do this season. And uh, they, Eric Fastnack, the, the manager here, jumped right on board. And he was like, hey, let's do it again. Yeah. So, so here we are again. And thanks wanna, for the mask. Yeah, thanks awesome. for the Walk-Ons mask. Yeah. We got purple, like, purple and gold and everything, yeah. Coach. They, yeah. uh, they, knew. they do a great job here in supporting us, and uh, we're, we're certainly excited about our partnership with them so yep want to invite people to watch uh throughout the season we'll do it here every tuesday night at seven uh, again we went a little long tonight i apologize but there was there was a ton of information that we wanted to get out to you guys and coach vance has had lots of questions and uh we appreciate you guys for sticking with us the numbers looking at the numbers uh haven't really gone down a whole lot as we've been as we've been talking so you guys are stuck with us we appreciate that and you can always watch on demand later too uh, and I think John will put this in podcast form as well. So um, you'll have this to go back to and get any of that information that you need or that you may have missed uh, about the COVID procedures and that kind of stuff. But uh, I want to encourage you to listen uh, to the game, 92.7 FM, the score, this uh, Friday night at 7 o'clock. Also on the WMXI app on your phone, you can download the 92.7 app on your phone. we got coaches walking in the, in the room right now. Uh, HattiesburgTigers.com. I mentioned the plans to you a while ago. Uh, just want to want to encourage you guys to support your Tigers. If you can't be there, I know the ticket situation is tough, but if you can't be there, support these guys in another fashion. Listen to the games, uh, watch the games. You know, do something just to, to support these guys. Uh, Coach Vance, final thoughts. Man, just excited for about another season. You know, again, just uh, excited about the opportunity. And uh, again, to our fans, uh, we apologize if you're not going to be able to be there in person, some of you. But again. Uh, watch us on live stream, listen to us on the radio like Charlie said, man, and uh, we know you're there in spirit and uh, continue to support our Hattiesburg Tigers. Uh, and uh, just That's pretty much it, man. Looking forward to Friday night. Uh, again, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank walk-ons. Coach Vance, you know how we sign this thing off every night. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Go Tigers. Welcome to Walk-Ons Bistro and Bar, where every dish starts from scratch. Fresh ingredients bring our food to life mouth-watering cuisine, unique flavors, and we're always more than happy to share our southern charm and culture, a love of life, family, food, friends, fun, and celebrations. Walk-Ons, it's game day 
with a taste of Louisiana. This, this is a walk-on athlete. They push harder and put their heart into the game. This is the passion we're built on. It's why we put our heart into creating game day with a taste of Louisiana. Walk-ons, we live for this.